I need a vacation. Oh my gosh. Like, aren't we busy sometimes? We've got so many things going up. And, and this is a little bit of why we decided to name this series Life's a Beach. So if you're looking at me this morning and you're like, I didn't even think Greg would own a Hawaiian shirt, let alone wear a Hawaiian shirt. You're only half right. It's not my shirt. I borrowed it. It's my son's shirt. But yes, I am wearing it. And aren't you proud of me for that? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a plain guy. If you notice, my favorite color is blue. I'm usually in a, some kind of a blue shirt. That's just the way I roll. So this is very not me to wear this, but it's all because we're in this new series called Life's a Beach. They wanted me to wear board shorts. You know, to be honest, I don't own board shorts. My bathing suits are blue, right? Just like my shirt is blue. So there's only a couple of colors that I wear. I'm pretty plain, but... Um, I, I got to say thanks to Ed and Barb who, uh, who came up with this decorations and design. And all right, so quick funny story. We set this all up in the middle of the week. And then we remembered that uh, someone from outside, we don't, we don't like to do this very often, but this was uh, someone that is a lifelong friend of Ed's. They had a family member pass away and they wanted to come in yesterday afternoon to have a, their service, the funeral service here. And we had it all set up like the beach. And we're like, oh, that's not going to go over well. So we had to take it all down. And Ed and Barb came back last night at 9 o'clock to reset it all up. So when you see him next, those guys are servants, all right? Thank them for that. But... Um, so yeah, plan to get outside is the title of my message. And our, our desire in talking about life's a beach is, you know, sometimes great things happen in life. Sometimes we get thrown curveballs. But there's something that I think we can all appreciate in, in looking into God's word and understanding, okay, what does it mean to plan and plan in the right way? What does it mean we're going to be studying different, different things? I'll give you a, a little bit of a, of a tease. We're going to look at precautions, so escaping the undertone, preparation, sunscreen or sunburn, participation. How do we participate in God's plan? What does it mean to have peace uh, during the summertime? And lastly, uh, or, or second to last, perspective, uh, stepping back and finding rest, finding that rest can change our perspective. And then we're going to be talking about plunge. So on July 15th, we're going to have water baptisms here in the service. So if you know someone that hasn't been water baptized, wants to learn more, invite them to service on July 15th. So as, as I talk and I thought about this, this uh, title, Plan to Get Outside, let me ask you this question as we get started. When you make plans, plans about anything, maybe not just plans to get outside, vacation plans, other plans, home repair plans, what have you, is God the author? Is God a participant? Or is God forgotten as you're making those plans? Right, think about that. Is, is God the author of, of what we choose to do? Is God just part of the process? Is he a participant? Or is he forgotten? So I, I'd like to share some ideas uh, about what I see in Scripture and I think some practical ways that, that we can understand, okay, God, where are you in the midst of my life and, and in what I do? And let's start with this question, is going on vacation spiritual? Now, all right, I don't really think necessarily it's everything's got to be spiritual. You know, I'm not sure what you believe, but it's going on vacation spiritual. And I'll, I'm going to share a scripture with you that's out of Romans. And Paul is talking to uh, the Roman church. Some of them grew up as Jews and some of them grew up as non-Jews. The, the Jewish Roman church, they were still keeping the law and very particular about what they'd eat and what they didn't eat. The Roman church that were, did not grow up in the Jewish faith, they would eat anything because that's the way they were brought up. And this is what Paul says to them in Romans 14, 23. It says, but whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat 
because their eating is not from faith. And everything that does not come from faith is sin. So I, I look at that, and I'm, I'm like, God, everything? Well, he says everything, so why not believe him at what he says? Everything that doesn't come from faith is sin. So God, you want me to approach life with faith in everything I do? Yes, that's what I want you to do. I want you to approach life. You know, it's, it's funny, but sometimes I think my life is my own and I get to decide what I'm going to do. But what I read in the, in the scriptures when I've given my life to Jesus, my life is not my own anymore. I've been paid with a price of the precious Son of God. He died on the cross for me. So my life isn't my own. Everything I do, if it doesn't come from faith, it's sin. So I would submit to you this morning that everything we do is spiritual. Even going on vacation, even making plans to get away is a spiritual thing that we do. All right, so stay with me. Now I want to talk about, so then how do you do vacation? And vacation can take many forms. It could just be a day off. It could be a week off. It could be something longer. But how do you do vacation and do it right? So first question is this. If you've never been on vacation, you're just going to have to bear with me, all right? Maybe, maybe after this message, you're going to go on a vacation. So what will you do? We're going to talk about that. I want to talk about, hey, miss church well. I know that sounds odd for a pastor to say. If you're going to miss church, miss it well. And then what can you do to invite others? And you may be thinking, invite others? Yeah, you know what, Meg and I, we don't go on vacation very often. We need you to invite us on your vacation, especially if you're going to Europe or Mexico or, or some exotic place. Like, we're a lot of fun. Bring us along. You'll want to do that. So vacation done right. So let's get in. All right, where to go, what to do. You know, as, as we think about this, let's open up to Psalm 37, verse 5. It says this, Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him, and he will help you. So many of you know, I, I became a believer when I was really young, when I was 10 years old. And probably about 11 or 12, my mom must have given me this plaque that had this verse on, on the plaque. And I put it on my desk uh, in my home growing up. And then when I went off to college, it was on my desk at college. And then when I went to the workplace, it's always been on my desk. And there's something about this scripture. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him, and he will help you. Like, why does it seem sometimes that that's the last thing we do when we're planning and making plans to do something? Oh, you want me to pray? I got to make all the plans, and then I'm just going to ask God to bless my plans. No, you don't have to do that. Don't ask God to bless what you've created. Ask him, God, you show me what it is you want me to do. God is concerned about our lives. So commit everything. Start by praying. Now that's verse 5. It's interesting if we take a look back at verse 4. It says this, Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. Now, I'll be honest. Yesterday, I was here working along the property. If you, if you noticed any trees out there that look a little butch, that was probably me that, that butched them with my hedge trimmer. But, you know, I was going aggressive, right? These things needed to be beaten back. But a number of, of teams parked here and met here to, to do stuff. And I, and I came to church and I saw this Corvette convertible parked outside the church. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but like, that's a sweet car. And I thought, wow, if I delight in the Lord, will he give me a Corvette convertible? Like, is that the way it works? That would be awesome. And you know what? If I truly delighted in the Lord and that's what he had for me, he would do it for me. I know he would. But, but as we delight in the Lord, it's not, ne not necessarily our own desires. God puts the desires in us that he knows are good for us, and then he'll bring them to pass. So let me give you, let me give you a case in point. When I was young, I don't know why. Uh, well, I, I know why. Um, well, anyway, let me just get into the story. <laughs> it's not going on very well. 
I always had this dream that I wanted to go cross-country in an RV, right? And, and probably I wanted to go cross-country because when I was young growing up, we didn't go anywhere. We didn't have vacations. We were, you know, as eight kids, the most we'd do is go to the local beach. And, and my parents bought a sunfish, and I learned to sell, and I love selling that sunfish. But we didn't really vacation. It just wasn't in the budget, wasn't something we did. And I had this dream, I want to go cross-country in an RV. Well, wouldn't that be cool? Like, I've always heard of these places out west, Grand Canyon and, and Mount Rushmore, and you read about them. I've never seen them. Like, it was just a dream of mine. Whatever, right? So anyway, fast forward, I get married, I have four kids, I'm, I'm working in different companies, and I'm, I'm working for Compaq Computer, and Compaq gets bought by Hewlett Packard. And as we enter Hewlett Packard, they're changing the vacation rules since we were in acquisition. They're like, you can't carry all this vacation on the books, you've got to burn it down to no more than two weeks. And I had a lot of vacation on the books that I had saved up from, from previous years. So it started to become a normal thing to take a lot of vacation. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my chance. Like, I had an opportunity to take five weeks off. I'm like, Meg, you know what I'm going to do? We're going to buy an RV. <laughs> We're going to go cross country. And then we'll sell the RV. It's okay. But like, this is a dream come true that God would drop that in my lap. And did I deserve it? No, I didn't deserve it. Do I think he put the desire in me? I don't know if he did or not. But like, it came to pass. Now, all along that time, had I been delighting in him? Of course I had. I've, I've been a believer and been following the Lord for my whole life, really. But it was just a wonderful example to me that God loved me so much that he would allow that to happen. I couldn't have made that happen. I don't know how it happened still to this day, but you know what? Ask my kids. We went five weeks in an RV and saw all those places that I've only, only dreamed and heard of, and it was, it was a lot of fun. So that's what can happen when we start by praying, and we start saying, God, what is it that you would have us do? So now I want to go to how to miss church well. And this might sound funny, you know, but, but sometimes life happens and, and maybe you're out of town and you're going to miss church. That's okay. It's summertime. Like, we don't have a long summer in New Hampshire. It's okay to miss church every once in a while. Don't, don't, go, don't go crazy on me here. Every once in a while. So if you're going to miss church, how do you do it well? And, and this past week in small group, we were talking and praying for one another because it was our last small group, as, as probably it was for you as well. We're, we're ending our small group sessions now. And we were saying, how can we be praying for each other over the summer? And many of us had the same prayer request. You know what? I just pray that God would give me focus during the summer because sometimes in the summertime, we just lose focus on who God is and, and him in our lives. We're outside, we're doing our thing, and, and we just lose focus. And frankly, I had the same prayer request. And I had just been reading that week in my normal devotional time in, in 1 Corinthians, and I shared this scripture out of 1 Corinthians 9.26. And it says, so I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. This is Paul talking. So if you don't know what shadow boxing is, it's where you're, like, you're boxing in the air with an imaginary opponent. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm not just boxing this imaginary foe. I'm running with purpose every step. And I started to think, am I, running with, am I running with purpose or am I just running? Did you, ever, did you ever think about that, right? What is it that you do? Are you intentional about doing it on purpose or are you just doing it, right? And, and sometimes life will carry us away that, that our life is just so full. Paul was saying something to us. Don't just run, run with purpose. Be intentional about how you're running. And, and the, the crazy thing that I love about verse 25, one right before 26, is Paul says, sometimes think about what an athlete does, that an athlete is disciplined. And I want you to have that discipline in your spiritual walk. 
Now, recently I ran a half marathon, and in case you didn't believe me, I brought my medal. So you see my medal here, right? My half marathon medal. It was out in Pittsburgh. Hannah and I ran it together. Um, it's our second time running the half marathon. But, you know, after running it uh, two years ago, the thing nearly kicked my butt. Like Hannah, Hannah and I were training long distance, and I would see her time, she would see my times, and map my run. And then when we got to actually run together, I'm like, yeah, I got this. I've been running faster than Hannah. And like the whole race, I'm chasing her out of breath, and I'm dying. I'm like, okay, this year, that's not happening to me. Like I started earlier, I had a plan. Okay, if you've, if you've ever run, you need, to, you need to have a plan because you can't just you know, decide you're going to go run 13 miles. And I'm not saying 13 miles is a big deal. Plenty of people run marathons and ultra marathons. My son's running, running 52 miles in an ultra marathon in Africa. Why would you do that? I'm like, Dan, why are you doing that? For the medal, for the t-shirt. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> His goal is to be done in 10 hours. Think about uh, uh, running two hours is enough. He's going to run 10 hours. But anyway, it, if you want to do something like that, you've got to have a plan. I put together a spreadsheet. I'm like, this is how many miles I have to run per day, how many miles per week. Otherwise, you know what? Hannah's going to beat me, and I'm not letting that happen, all right? Um, so then it's raining. you got that choice. So you, am I going to run in the rain? Heck no, I'm not going to run in the rain. That's what I got a treadmill for. I'm going to run inside, but I'm still running. And I'm meeting my plan. And you know what? This was the best race ever. I, I was able to finish. I wasn't like crazy. I didn't die, you know, and I wasn't, wasn't super out of breath. But it's because I was intentional. And I think sometimes when we look at planning to get outside, folks, we got to be intentional. We have to run with purpose. And, and I found this in my life, that there's times where I know I'm, I'm heading into a busy season, and maybe your life can be busy, and maybe it can be full, and you're like, all right, I'm heading into a busy season, I've got to shed some stuff. Do you ever have that opinion? And you're going to shed some things, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to declutter my life. Well, you know what? Don't declutter the Lord. Don't, don't make him one of the things you push off your plate. I tried it once. I was, I was heading into a really busy season at work. We're going to have to work a lot of overtime. I'm like, you know what? In this season, I know I just can't lead a small group anymore. And I, this was at a previous church many years ago. And I decided I'm not going to go to small group. I'm not going to lead small group because I want to just be able to focus on my family and work. Sounds good, doesn't it? Well, this is what happened. I just got consumed by work. My family didn't get any more time and I was missing that spiritual component of my life. And I'm like, I'm never going to do that again. This is what it looks like to plan and to run with purpose. I need balance in my life. And for me to have balance, I need to have a spiritual component. I need a work component. I need a life component. But when work goes crazy, if I don't have something pulling me in the opposite direction, I'll never leave work. So I, I don't give up small group anymore. Like, I will die before I'll miss a small group unless there's a really good reason. Because I need that balance in my life. I'll be consumed. I'll, you know, left to myself, I'm probably a workaholic, all right? There's, there's my confession. But we need balance. We need to plan to get outside. So, so when was the last time that you said with intention, we're going to take some time off as a family, or I'm just going to take a break from work, and I'm going to go and relax, and I'm going to go and plan that in. I, I don't sit very well. But I can plan to get away, and when I get away, I do relax, and I do have times. So that's how you miss church well. You miss it with intention. But there's times that, that maybe if God's calling you and, and you're going off, he doesn't want you just to forget about him, right? If you've ever been on vacation, and this has happened to me, you go on vacation and like, all right, I'm taking a break from this, I'm taking a break from that, I'm taking a break from everything, and you take a break from God. No, bad idea. 
Bad idea. Take God wherever you go. You are always an example. And Paul says this in 1 Corinthians. He says, look, I want you to imitate me as I imitate Christ. That's what Paul said. All of us should be able to say, hey, you know what? Imitate me. Look at what I'm doing. And it's not just what we do on a Sunday morning. It's what we do 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. It's what we do when we go out and we, recre- and we recreate, right? And we have fun and we play. Do we have a life worth imitating? It doesn't matter where we are or what we're doing. We should always be thinking, do I have a life worth imitating? You know, so, so in, in Meg's family, they've always grown up going to Ocean City for a summer vacation. And we've started to, to go to Ocean City, not every year, but, but a lot of years, and her family members will be there. And I think to myself, hey, if I'm going to see Meg's family, some of them are not, not believers, how do I go with intention to say, God, would you give me a great conversation with my brother-in-law? Would you give me a great conversation with my sister-in-law? How do I be who I am and, and share the love of Jesus with them while I'm out? That's how I miss church well, when I do it with intention and, and I do it to, to be an example to others. So now I want to get to this inviting others. What does it look like to invite others? Well, it's inviting others into what you're already doing. So maybe I'm, I'm on vacation and I'm out at a restaurant. And, and I'm having a meal with my family. We've talked about this before, right? Where, where hopefully you're going to be praying over your meal. Why don't you ask your, your waitress or your waiter, hey, we're going to pray in a minute for our meal and thank God for the food. Is there anything we could pray for you for? So I heard this, I think, from Ed a number of years ago. And I'm like, I'm going to try this. I wasn't on vacation. I was just in Merrimack. And we're having dinner. And I told my, my kids and, and my wife, hey, I'm going to try this today. And my kids are like, no, Dad, you can't do that. Oh, my gosh, you're going to embarrass me. Like, I want to crawl underneath the table. And being the loving father, you know, that's understanding and a good listener, I'm like, I'm going to do it anyway. Like, you know I'm going to do it. Um, So the waiter comes by, he takes our order. I'm like, hey, before you go, we're going to be praying for our meal in a minute. Is there anything I could pray for you for? And, you know, we had the sweetest one-minute conversation where he was really genuine, and he gave us some honest prayer requests, some things in his life. And we were able to pray with him, and he came back afterwards when he served the food, like, thank you so much. No one's ever asked me that question. Now, I've done it since, and I can't say I always get that response. Some people respond well, some people don't. I, I've not done it because I've, I've been the, the person barking at the waiter or waitress, why didn't you bring my, my food? You know, where's my water? And, and been annoyed, and I've been in the wrong attitude to do it. But, but what does it look like to invite others into what we're doing naturally? And to say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Can I pray for you? Or, or what would it look like as we're out and about to invite others and say, hey, you know, I've got a great church that I belong to. I'd love for you to come. And there's been many times that I wish, you know, wouldn't it be great if we just had like a little card that you could hand out? If you're in a conversation with someone in a Dunkin' Donuts or your neighbor or whatever else, you could just have this card that you could pull out of your back pocket and say, hey, you know, this is where, this is where my church is. Like, I love my small group. I love everything about it. You should come. So you know what? We decided to, to, uh, to make an invite card. And in fact, not only did we make an invite card, we went crazy and we came up with a new logo, a new church logo. We've had this logo for probably 12 years, but we came up with a new church logo. So do you want to see the new logo? Yeah, you want to see it? All right, ready? That's not it. Just kidding. Here it is. That's the new church logo. Doesn't it look nice? So when we were coming up with this as a staff and we invited a few others to, to join in with us that have, you know, design-minded... Again, remember me? I like blue. This is kind of a shade of blue, so that's good. Um, but we wanted something that showed that, 
you know, Shiloh is a casual church. We're authentic. We're imperfect people saved by grace, trying to reach an imperfect world. I never knew a logo could say all those things. But like, this is what we came up with. But here's the best news. We're praying this morning before service. And Ed says, you know what? As I look at this, this is what God's t- speaking to me. And I want us all to take, take this away. God is the master designer, right? And sometimes it's the master designer, the author of life, the painter. We're all like pieces of paint in him. And did you ever see the paint, a painter work? He's got this color and that color, and he's dipping the brush in here and doing something. And this is like we're his palette as a church. And, and God wants to use us, but not to just stay on the palette. He wants to put us on the canvas, all right? And that's what we want to do with Shiloh. We want to be a palette in his hands that can then go out into the world and be a canvas. So maybe you don't get all that when you look at that. I just think it looks cool, frankly. But that's the, the new logo. And this is what our invite card is. And I think I got one in my pocket. So imagine you have this in your pocket. You're talking to someone and you're like, hey, you know what? Let me give you a card. Just talks a little bit about my church. It's got the logo and it's just very simple. It says our service times and the address and website. So we've got some at the Go Ministry Center and some at the, the Welcome Center. Be honest, we only ordered 500. We weren't sure how they were going to come out, so we didn't want to order thousands for the first run, but they came out really nice. It's this spot gloss. You ever hear that? Never knew what that was before, but thankfully I work with some younger people now. They knew spot gloss, so yeah, we, we have this invite card. I'd like you to take one on your way out. So that's awesome. Yes, and I'm glad. I know you're happy for it, Don, because Don, need, Don needs one of these. Jerry Hodson, he was here in first service, I think. He's been asking me for an invite card, so we finally got it done. All right, so now let me close. Let's think about making a plan. Is God the author? Is he part of the process? Or is he forgotten? Right, I, there's times God's been forgotten. God, would you move me into at least the, you know, making you part of my process? Maybe, maybe he's part of your process and you want him to be the author of your plan, not just part of your process. But all of us can move more towards, towards what God would have us do. And you know, as I look at that scripture in Romans, if it's not done in faith, it's sin. I, I got to call it what it is. It's a sin when I'm not going to God first. We don't make plans and ask God to bless them. That's, that's not right. That's not what God would have us do. So pray about everything because everything is spiritual. That's what I want you to remember. Don't ever lose your focus on God. You know, going on vacation, take your Bible with you. Continue in your reading plan. You don't have to read in, in your bedroom. You can read on the beach. You can read at nighttime. You can read in the morning, but spend some time to focus on God, to pray. And, and most importantly, pray, God, I'm in a new city, perhaps. Maybe I'm at a campground I've never been at. Maybe I'm here, I'm there. God, why did you bring me here? Maybe there's someone I need to be connecting with because you brought them from some other place just for this moment that I would meet them and I'd have a spiritual conversation with them. Could be a family member. Here's a great, here's a great question. How can I pray for you? Do you know when you ask that question of somebody, the conversation gets serious in a hurry? It, it's an amazing door opener question. Just simply say, as you've been meeting someone, hey, you know what, I'm sorry we're going to have to, to part right now, but how can I pray for you? And then instead of saying, I'll pray for you, just say, could we pray right now? Like that is just such, the, such a great opportunity when God gives you that. So don't lose your focus on God and keep praying for the one. And now you got an invite card to hand out. How about that? As you, as you pray for them and you meet them, I'd, I'd love for you to invite people. Because heaven and hell are real, and it matters who we talk to. God said that he will use us 
to spread his word, to preach the gospel. You and I. He did everything he was going to do on the cross. God isn't coming down again until he comes back at the end of the age, and then it's too late. So now it's up to you and me to be his witness here on the earth. Not in our own strength, in his power. But guys, we got to do it. All right, would you stand with me as we close in prayer? Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for your word, God, and, and I will confess that there's been times, Lord, I've made plans and I've asked you to bless them. I, I haven't brought you, you haven't been the author, you haven't even been a participant. Lord, and maybe there's many of us here that are like that. God, we confess that to you. God, we repent. And Lord, many of us maybe don't even take time off in the summer or ever. God, Lord, show us what it looks like to take time off, to get ahead of the curve and to plan, Lord, to get outside and to just relax and enjoy your creation. But Lord, we want to do it well. We want to do it with you being the author, not us, not us deciding. Lord, so help us, God. Help us to be your ambassadors. Help us be your witnesses. Lord, help us put you first in everything, that, that we would always have a life that was worth imitating, Lord. God, that, that we wouldn't be one person here on a Sunday morning and a different person during the week. And Lord, it's, it's not right for us to, to leave here and go to Cumbies and then start to bark at, at people in the Cumbies parking lot because it's too full. God, you, you want us to be genuine and authentic wherever we are. You want us to reflect your glory 24-7. So, so God, help us in that, Jesus. We need your help, Lord. And, and I pray for each one here, God, that we would keep praying for the one. Lord, and, and thank you for this opportunity that we've got an invite card. How cool is that, that we can invite people and, and it's an easy way to, to tell them about you, to tell them about what you're doing here at this church. So I thank you for all these things and we pray in Jesus' name, amen. All right, have a great day. And if you're coming to the meet and greet, we're gonna meet downstairs. Thank you.